Hey everybody, it's Nick, and I'm here to tell you that this episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our Full Focus Planner annual subscriptions. Now, we've got big goals for this year, you've got big goals for this year, and one of the great things about the subscription is that you're investing now in the next 12 months of productivity. You don't get to the end of a quarter and you forget another planner and then things start to fall apart. You are guaranteeing that right on time, you're getting a full focus planner at a discount so that you can keep achieving your goals. So I would highly recommend it and go check them out at fullfocusplanner.com. Oh, and they're at a discount. So even better, fullfocusplanner.com. Go check it out right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know it by now, this is the most productive podcast on the internet. <laughs> Thanks so, for joining us. So take that. Yeah. Um, take that. So, so tweet that. Put that in your Twitter and tweet <laughs> it. Um, let me take that again. I think we should use uh, that. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This the most productive podcast on the internet so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with a special guest, and of course, Blake Stratton. Wait, I'm not the, spe- I'm not the special guest? Buddy, you're here all the time. Am I less special in your eyes, Verbs? No, you're, you're still do you, special. Do you just take me for granted? <laughs> you're still special, um, but we do actually have a special guest in the house and uh, I'll let you actually go ahead and introduce who that special guest is. Absolutely. It, she's objectively more special. I can acknowledge that. Her name is Marissa Hyatt, ladies and gentlemen. And you probably already know who she is because she is the director of marketing for Full Focus. In other words, if it has Full Focus in the title, the planner, the even things that don't have Full Focus in the title, if you're in the Compass community, for instance. You've probably seen her on Facebook Live. You've probably interacted with her on Instagram. She is amazing. And we are so excited to have you here, Marissa, because you bring such a unique insight because you spend so much time with folks out there doing the stuff. They're using full focus planners. They're setting goals, getting the right stuff done, working on all that. You're there on the front lines. And we thought we'd have you here today to you know, show us what's what. Yes. Well, thanks, Blake. I'm super excited. I absolutely love what I get to do and love interacting with all of you. Our listeners are full focus users on a daily basis through social media, through our Facebook communities. Um, And I'm super excited to get to talk with you guys today uh, more about goals. Welcome, Marissa. We're glad to have you as well. We are continuing our mini series on our top tools of the planner. Last week, we jumped into the daily big three. And now we're turning to the goal detail pages. So help us understand this is 101. You know, again, it's a new year. We should start a hashtag new year, new planner instead of new year, new you. But new year, a lot of people are wondering how they can, the best way to jump in. We're starting off with the goal detail page. Help us understand what that is and why it's so important. Yes. Goal detail page. It is one of the most important parts of our planner. Um, it's at the very beginning of your full focus planner. So it's right after your annual goals page. Um, and this is a place where you're going to write your smarter goals and really get connected to um, the specific specifics of that goal, why that goal is important to achieve, um, things like your key motivations, um, and then also 
how you're going to celebrate, which is one of the most fun parts and one of the most motivating parts of achieving our goals. You also talk about our domains, those 10 life domains. So we categorize each of our goals into those and a place to make our next steps, uh, which we're going to dive into in a little bit. So our full focus planner is a goal achievement tool. And unless you're using it to uh, set and pursue your goals, you're not getting it to its full value. Big statement. So that is yeah. our goal detail pages. Now, Marissa, you looked at me in the eyes when you said that as if you knew. When I started using the planner, I actually didn't use the goal detail pages at all. I was just using the big three. I did my weekly preview. Felt pretty good about myself when I pulled out the ideal week, but I was reluctant, I think, to use the goal pages. I don't know why. I guess because life just sort of feels like it's always going, you know, and I've got to just... And, and and the planner, I think, for a lot of folks ends up just being like, well, this is my to-do list. So I wonder if that would be a place to start. So I think there's probably people listening who are brand new to the planner. Maybe someone gave it to them. It's the brand new year. Some people are listening because they heard about this podcast and they're like, who's this guy, Verbs? Everyone, he's blowing up on Twitter. You know, who is this Courtney Baker? And then they hear me and they're like, wait, is this the right podcast? So <laughs> to zoom out and give context to the new... <laughs> The new listeners, you know, someone that maybe is thinking about getting the full focus planner. I think it'd be interesting to just talk about goals and and maybe you can share this, Marissa, reverse, but like what changed when you start shifted from just a task management to all like actually having goals and why the planners as a tool specifically you think is cues people up that may be new to this sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yes. Gosh, this is so good. So uh, spoiler alert, if you couldn't tell from my last name, uh, my dad is Michael Hyatt, who is the creator <laughs> of our full focus planner and our full focus system. And uh, I was actually pretty reluctant to use the planner at first. It's kind of weird to say that <laughs> now shame. as our director of marketing, but it's true. I mean, when he came out with it and shared it with our family, I started, um, he had kind of introduced it to us and I was, you know, just not super excited about it. I felt like it it felt too official for me. So eventually I started using it, saw massive benefits from using the daily pages, like you said, which is what we recommend to all of our customers is start with the daily pages. Don't overwhelm yourself with the entire system. Start with the daily pages and incrementally you can add in those other items like our weekly preview and ideal week and eventually goals. But it wasn't until last year, 2020 of all years, that I decided to really go fully into our system. And I had actually gone through our Your Best Year Ever course before, had set goals uh, and never achieved them. Maybe I achieved one or two throughout the year, but didn't really uh, implement the full system until last year. And of all the years to decide to really go after the goal, my goals, 2020 was the year. Uh, and I quickly, you know, a lot of those goals I had to revise and, and change up throughout the year. But I accomplished more actually last year than any year prior. And it was so amazing and, and just hugely in part to uh, the full focus planner, full focus system. So these goal detail pages are key because if you don't uh, get connected with your why and what's at stake, which we'll talk about more in a bit, then uh, there's not a lot of internal motivation to get these goals done. And rather than um, what I like to call shooting all over yourselves, <laughs> have you guys heard that? 
I had goals that I thought I should accomplish. So many different things that I put on my goal list that I thought I should, 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 and I was shooting all over myself. And that is why I was not accomplishing those goals. And it wasn't until I figured out goals that I really was passionate about, was excited about, used that smarter framework um, that I got going. And it was a game changer for the entire system. Everything flows from that point in our full focus system. That's that's great. And, and- Somewhere out there, Michael Hyatt, a, a single tear is falling down the cheek, I think, in pride. Yes. Yeah. Well, the good <laughs> news is I've really come a long way and now I'm probably one of his best students. But at the beginning, I was, you know, <laughs> not at all. So, <laughs> and Blake, I think it's important also. It sounds like, you know, it's semantics with some of the things that uh, Marissa is saying as far as, you know, goal achievement versus goal setting. Um, I concur as well. When I first purchased the Full Focus Planner prior to coming, on staff here at Michael Hyatt and Company. Like I was confused by, I thought it was a planner. I just wanted to write stuff that I had to do down into in a book and then refer to that as I need to. But it wasn't until realizing, oh, this is a whole complete system to where I could maximize on the value of the planner that did things really start to make sense. So while we do encourage people, you know, once you pick up a planner, start with the daily pages. This is the benefit of our listeners uh, listening to this right now in January is as you set your goals, you're set up and postured to get the best value out of this planner because you can pull from your goals into your quarter and into your week and into your days. So, again, it sounds like semantics, but we want to get you from goal setting and take you into goal achieving by starting off with these goal detail pages. Yeah. So. If you're new to the full focus system, this is a great place to begin, even if all you've ever tried is a big three, or maybe if you've tried to set goals before like Marissa and you've had lackluster results, what we want to do in this episode is just kind of kickstart this journey of going deeper with your goals. So Marissa's got four advantages to share with us of diving into those goal detail pages. So let's dive in. The first advantage is clarity. And when you're creating goals using the Smarter Framework, it causes you to get crystal clear about what you're setting out to accomplish. So you might have some kind of a goal, um, you know, let's say a fitness goal. That's a really common thing that most of us are doing. But if you're not crystal clear about the specifics, the ins and outs of that goal, it's going to be a lot harder to actually achieve that goal. And that's what we're about here is goal achievement. So if you're unfamiliar with a SMARTER framework, it's an acronym for creating goals. You've probably heard of the SMART framework, and this is the SMARTER framework. So these goals are specific, so you know what to do. You know exactly what you're trying Mm -hmm. to set out to do. They are measurable, so you know when you have exceeded or succeeded. They're actionable, so you can actually take steps to achieve it. They are risky. This is probably a new one that you haven't heard before. And this is so that you uh, have to innovate and become better to accomplish that goal. They're also time bound. So you have a deadline. We know that if we don't have a deadline, we're most likely not going to hit that goal. Um, Or if you're trying to create a habit, this is going to uh, include that habit rhythm, the frequency. It should be exciting. This is also really, really important to goal achievement. Uh, so that you stay motivated and achieve that goal. And then it should be relevant. So it's feasible in your current life stage and alongside your other goals. So Blake, do you want to give us an example of what a smarter goal might look like or sound like? Sure. 
Oh, you've been right now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We're recording a podcast. Okay, great. Yeah. Now okay, we're so um so let's say for instance you find yourself in a career shift right now and you want to land an awesome new gig. Maybe your smarter goal for quarter one is apply for 40 new jobs by February 20th, right? Or if you're trying to build an exercise habit, you may say, I want to run three miles around my neighborhood every morning at 7.30 a.m. starting on January 18th and going through March 30th. Yes. Yes. I love that because it's it's super crystal clear what we're trying to accomplish. We know when we've accomplished it or if we don't. We know the metrics that are going to get us there. I mean, there's so so much included in that smarter goal framework. I want to add something here, Marissa, because first from someone that was kind of ground level and then tried to move up when they had time, like I start with my to-do list and then maybe I think of about my week or my month and maybe I set a goal, but I kind of just always used to operate from a, just going to the one thing to the next, to the next, and just kind of running life. I think one of the biggest advantages within this clarity advantage is the clarity that like that point exciting you hit on. It's, it's not in the normal smarter or the traditional kind of smart framework. Mm-hmm. For me, this is huge because when I started to do this and I got a hold of, wait a second, what, what am I actually really excited about? All of a sudden it's, you start, you know, you put on the scuba gear and you end up going deep onto what you really care about, what you want your life to be about. And it can dramatically change how your daily life looks with the full focus system, you know, because we, you can build a bridge from that, but it's like taking the time to actually get that clarity is something that you'll almost never have time for. Like you, you won't have, I, I always used to operate, I'm going to try to get all this stuff done. Then maybe I can think big and whatever. But what I found is I never had that time, but taking time to get this clarity in the goal detail pages is so huge because it's like a magnet that pulls you into the future that you actually want. The other thing that I just want to mention too um, is if maybe this is your first time setting goals or if you're not really familiar with the Smarter Framework, we have an amazing goal setting and goal achievement course as a company called Your Best Year Ever. And I would highly encourage everyone listening to go take that course. I actually go through this every year. Very similarly to the planner, I was pretty reluctant to go through that system. And every year that I go through it, I'm just beyond grateful that I do, that I take that you know half a day to go through it because it sets me up for success throughout the entire year. And this year, it was incredibly important, especially coming off of a year like 2020 to just kind of get recentered and... Um, set myself up for success for 2021. So if you're interested in going through your best year ever, you can go to bestyearever.me.me. I'll say this too, Marissa. I think um, going through that course will help you become a ninja at the smarter framework. Because this is literally, it it may seem like a tedious task to do at first to consider every single step of this smarter framework. But if you can do this, you will find that there's actually liberty within the constraints of fitting this into the into the smarter framework. It's almost like, all right, so I got younger kids. Pre-pandemic, when you went bowling, you had the option of putting the bumpers up so your the ball wouldn't fall into the gutter. Yep. But you know you were aiming for the pins. So this is like setting up the bumpers with the smarter framework and just aiming for the pins. 
you know, in the, with the most momentum you have. So thanks for mentioning that. Wait, so just to clarify, Burbs, the bumpers are just for children. Um, well, that's what I tell myself. Okay. Well, that's so if they happen to get okay, left up on my turn, I just were, use them. Okay. I mean, it was my birthday and I just didn't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the second advantage, Marissa. Yes. So the second advantage is motivation. Uh, this is so important as we're looking at goal achievement and our goal detail pages definitely help give us that motivation. So my mom, Gail Hyatt, always likes to say people lose their way when they lose their why. I love that quote that so much. That needs to be on a t-shirt. She is pretty wise. I just have to say it. Um so knowing why you started will keep you motivated during the messy middle. And that messy middle usually happens in the middle of our goal achievement when we feel like we're too far in to stop, <laughs> but we're not far in enough that we feel like we have what it takes to go to the actual end. Mm. And when we are connected to our why and when we are continually connecting to our why, that's going to give us the motivation to push through. So you have to ask yourself why several times to peel back the layer. So Blake, this is like putting on that scuba gear and going deep, like continually going deeper and deeper. Yes. Um, so one of the things that I love to do when I'm creating my goals, and this is all on your goal detail page uh, in your full focus planner. We're talking about the section that is titled key motivations. But one of the things that I like to do is ask myself, what is at stake if I don't achieve this goal? And usually that whatever is at stake will help me get motivated. So for instance, one of my goals this quarter is to complete a specific exercise program that I have. It's a nine-week program and it's pretty intense. It's hardcore. And when I look at what's at stake, if I don't finish those nine weeks, if I don't do those workouts every day, um, I am really realizing that uh, what's at stake is my emotional sanity, as we know in this year, uh, this past year, that uh, exercise is so helpful for uh, keeping us sane, keeping us emotionally uh, level. And if I'm not working out on a daily basis, my emotional sanity is like the first thing to go out the door. So Blake, what is your best advice to somebody who is trying to discover the why behind their goals? It's interesting when you were asking through what's the cost if I don't do this, that's exactly what I do when I'm on a sales call with somebody. They're thinking about joining one of our coaching programs or training. And that's kind of what you're doing with your motivation is you're selling yourself a little bit on why this is so valuable. Another question that I've brought up in our trainings when people are thinking about hitting a goal is to consider the consequences of hitting the goal. So you just brought up, okay, here's the consequences if, if this isn't achieved. But when I say consequences, I mean the multiple layers, right? So let's say you have an income goal. It's like, well, if I hit this goal, then I'll make more money than I did last year, or I'll double my income or whatever. And then what I would ask is, so then what? So what does that mean? Oh, well, that means that I wouldn't, you know, we could pay off all this debt that we have. Okay, well, what would that mean? Well, that would mean that I would probably be a lot less stressed uh, and wouldn't just think about money all the time. Okay, what would that mean? Well, then I would probably be more available emotionally for more important things. You know, you just kind of go down the list. Mm -hmm. And I've done this with people before. <laughs> and it's just, it's it's a beautiful thing. You know, you've scuba deep enough, Marissa, when you start tearing up a little bit, you get a little choked up, 
And I, I joke, but it's actually for real because if a goal doesn't actually move you right now, it's mm-hmm. not going to move you when it gets inconvenient. Yeah, gosh, so it takes that's time so true. To, to go deep with the details. So it's important to know why you started because once you do, you can revisit these reasons often. But which brings us to the third advantage. Advantage number three, visibility. Tell us about that one, guys. Gosh, this is my favorite one. This is my favorite advantage to these goal detail pages. Because if you're not looking at your goals on a regular basis, you're going to forget about them. Like we do not have a superhuman memory that we write these down on January 1 or whatever date we write them down. And then throughout the year, we're just going to remember off the top of our head our goals. Like we have to be looking at our goals frequently in order to uh, get those creativity sparks going so that we know what our next steps are. So we're reconnected to that why. And the goal detail pages are the perfect convenient place to do that. I mean, it's it's literally the biggest difference between a resolution and a goal. That's mm. that, you know, we hear all the time that people set these grand uh, resolutions at the beginning of the year and they fail like two weeks in or something. It's crazy. I mean, how quickly people fail on their resolutions. And it's because they don't remember them. They're not keeping them top of mind. Um, they don't have a system to to act on those on a daily and on a weekly and a monthly basis. So visibility is massive to our success. I think it would also be interesting to note that if if you find yourself not wanting to see the goals that you set at the beginning of the year because you know you'll dread it, that could be an indicator that you need to go back and maybe revise that goal a little bit and kind of run back through that smarter framework to make sure you are still excited um, about what it means and what it will take to accomplish that goal. Yeah, your goals should be risky, but they shouldn't be daunting. Hmm. So I think that's really key. You should totally be, when you look back at these goals, you should be excited. I mean, this should like fire you up. Like, yes, I am ready to go crush whatever to do I have to, you know, execute on, on these goals in order to make some progress. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think that's, there's something you said where it's like the difference between a goal and a resolution is a lot of times the resolutions, we just forget about them. And it's interesting because I think if you ask somebody, well, what was your resolution? Intellectually, they could probably tell you, but it's almost, I I think this principle of visibility is a little bit like just recognizing that so much of what we do, I can't remember what the stat is, but so much of what we do as people is programmed. Like our subconscious is kind of doing things. Like I'm, you know, I just moved my hand just then. I didn't think move hand up, right? Like my, you're just doing most of your tasks by programming. Hmm. And visibility is essentially, it's it, it's kind of uh, helping you reprogram. Because if you set a goal that's outside of your normal mode of operation, it's going to take some reprogramming. And I think that's the power of visibility is that it helps, it cooperates with your brain so that it's, like you said, when you look at it, you imagine what it's going to be like. You remember the why. You think about a creative next step towards it. And you don't have to force yourself. All you have to do is put it in front of your face. And your brain fills in the blanks. Yes. And I think that's the importance of the goal detail pages. And, you know, the truth is you could write this down in a notebook, write your goal down, write why it's important to you and flip through that on a daily basis. But when you have it next to your 
daily pages where you're writing your daily big three and you're going through your weekly preview. All of those things are, you're determining what your daily big three is, what your weekly big three is based on referencing those goals. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I do is I encourage our customers and our communities, and I do this myself, is to review your goals at a high level on a daily basis. So I do this in two ways. So the first thing that I do as part of my morning ritual is I use our full focus journal every day. And our new full focus journal at the beginning of the journal, we have a place for you to write uh, all of your annual goals. And under each of those goals, we have a place for you to to write why that goal is important. So you're essentially writing your key motivations there. And so every day before I get to my page in my uh, journal where I'm going to write out, you know, all the things, I go back and I reference those goals before I do anything. So it's like one of the first things I do in the morning. I actually get up, work out, and then look at my goals. And then I'm journaling and, you know, kind of reflecting on whatever's going on in my life or kind of the ups and downs of that um, that goal that I'm trying to achieve, what's working, what's not, all that kind of stuff. Then once I start my workday startup ritual, um, I'm going and I'm setting my daily big three. But before I do that, I flip at the front of my planner to my annual goal page. So that's kind of a high leverage. It's just those, those goals. So basically before I even really start my day, I've looked at my goals two different times. So I'm like crystal clear on what those goals are. And then on a weekly basis, as I go through my weekly preview, Uh, that's when I'm looking at those goal detail pages. That's when I'm actually looking back at all of those different sections, those key motivations, those next steps I might, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, but I might check off some of those next steps. If I've achieved them, I might add a couple more. Um, I might, you know, update my streak tracker or whatever, but I'm I'm doing that uh, on a weekly basis. That's a little bit more in depth. So it's something I probably don't have the time for on a daily basis, but you know, on a Sunday afternoon, I've got the time for And then on a quarterly basis, obviously, I'm really diving into those goals and really going deeper. That's when I might revise things um, and really, you know, update those key motivations. Can I ask you a follow-up question to that, Marissa? Because that's awesome. For someone that's listening right now and it it took all I had to just think of the right goal and to write it down and they're like, wow, that's an amazing ritual routine. Can you give that person the carrot, what does that look like? What does it feel like? How do your work days, especially nowadays, our company's primarily remote, uh, basically all the time remote. How has instilling that habit, because it sounds like you've got it really dialed in, what have been some differences, I guess, in your calendar, in your day-to-day? Is it something that you tangibly notice or do you just sort of look up and go, wow, I'm actually making a lot of progress? Can you describe, I guess, the after effects of that visibility habit? Yeah. You know, it's something that I started and kind of wasn't sure what it would, what the actual result would be, but I knew I needed to do Mm -hmm. it. And what it does that I find that's the most important uh, benefit of doing this, of keeping your goals incredibly visible, is it's constantly getting your wheels turning. So like, for instance, I, uh, we've actually created a really great tool that's free for you guys to download. Um, you can put your goals in, you can type them in. It's an editable PDF. You can print them out and it's a beautiful sheet with all of your goals. You can also just print it out and handwrite those goals if you wish. What I did is I printed this out and I'll give you the place to go get this in just a second. But I printed out this goal sheet and I actually have this up in three places in my house. I have it on my refrigerator door. So every time I go in the kitchen, I see it. I have it in my bathroom next to my sink. So in the morning when I'm getting ready or in the evening when I'm washing my face, I'm seeing my goals. And then I have it 
on my bulletin board in my office, in my home office. And every time I'm looking at those, just throughout the day periodically, I might not even stop to actually read it, but every time my eyes go in that direction, it immediately gets my wheels turning of like, what's the next thing I can do? Or, oh yeah, man, I totally forgot to follow up about that project or whatever it might be. And so that's to me the best benefit is otherwise, if you don't have this visibility on a daily basis or even kind of on an hourly basis, so to speak, um, it's just out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. But if it's right in front of you all the time, your brain is going to figure out how to accomplish that. Like it's always going to be looking for the next step to achieve that goal. And that's the that's the best benefit that I can say. In case you're wanting to make this really pretty and hang this up in your office or in your bathroom like I did, uh, you can go to focusonthispodcast.com slash printables. And there we will have our annual goal sheet for you to print off. It's an editable PDF. Um, so you can make it pretty. And even if you have horrible handwriting, you can do that. Advantage number four is momentum. You spoke just a little bit about that in this last, the last advantage, uh, Marissa, but what else can you talk to us about in regards to momentum? Yeah. So if we don't know where we're going, it's really easy to procrastinate. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of us do when we're setting goals is we set this great goal. We have all the best intentions, but we don't get going on it. We kind of feel this, um, that sense of this is kind of daunting and I'm not sure what to do next. And we kind of get paralyzed and then we procrastinate uh, or we're afraid of failing. And so we procrastinate and procrastinate. And it's so important to not only get clear on what your goal is, but what those next steps are. So we have this in the goal detail pages, a section for next steps. And one of the things that my dad always teaches in relation to goal setting and your next steps is your goal should be um, in your discomfort zone, it should make you feel a little bit nervous, a little bit excited, um, get those feelings going of like, can I really do this? But your next step should always be inside your comfort zone. That's so good. these should be like no brainers, super easy, like literally on one of my next steps for one of my work related goals is to set up a meeting with our marketing manager. And that's the only next step I had. Because in that meeting, I'll determine what the next steps are. But that's like the easiest thing. It wasn't even to have the meeting. It was literally to schedule the meeting with her. So it can be that easy. I know that seems like, is that really, does that count as a next step? But yes, it does because you're making forward progress to your goal. So your goals should be in your discomfort zone and your next steps should be in your comfort zone. When you guys are setting your goals, how many next steps? Obviously, I just said like one of my goals, I only had one next step. How many next steps do you guys try to add for each of your goals? Do you try to go the whole, I think we have like seven spaces or something for next steps. Do you guys try to fill all of those in? Do you rank them? Do you just do a few? For me, the point of the next steps is less about how many I do. Like, I don't know if there's an exact number. But it is, to borrow a phrase you used earlier, about getting the wheels turning and about making progress. So I, I never use that section as a planning tool. I use it as a kickstarting tool. So it's not, oh, well, here's phase one, phase two. It's literally like what you said. It's just what's going to get me moving. So usually it is... Honestly, a lot of times my next step for some of these goals where I don't know how I'm going to get there 
is steps related to how can I make that easier or how can I get clarity on the first phase of it, which maybe it's like, oh, I'm going to spend 15 minutes riffing on ideas, journaling, or I already know somebody that's hit that goal. I'm going to call them and see if they'll have coffee with me. Oh, that's good. I like that one. What about you, Bruce? Yeah, I think um, I'm thinking about this goal that I recently set um, to where literally it was one next step. I think generally I go between one and three. But um, for me, um, getting a uh, professional planning day once a quarter, which meant my next step was just really finding a location to do it. Um, and then that was going to be enough, like Blake said, to get momentum going so I can at least get that in place and, and, and maximize on that time. Well, and I think if you're, like I was saying earlier, if you're keeping your goals top of mind, visible, if you're reviewing them daily in your planner, or if you've got those goal sheets printed out and put up around your office or around your house, you know, put in your car or somewhere, you know, you can even save it on your phone. Um, that's just constantly going to remind you what else can I do? What's the next thing mm-hmm. that I can do? And that to me is really the key in this whole system is if you're constantly uh, immersing yourself in the system on a daily basis, you're looking at your goals, you're always asking yourself, what's that next step that I can take towards achieving them? And important to note, if you want to know how to decide your next steps, there's an episode from two weeks ago. It's a great place to start. It's episode number 70 entitled, Turn Your Goals Into Action. Yeah, I said a lot of smart stuff in that episode. So definitely go back and re-listen. All right, so the good news is if you want to create goals that actually work and make progress towards achieving them, you need to leverage the power of the goal detail page. With it, you'll have the clarity, motivation, visibility, and momentum you need to turn your best intentions into reality. Blake, Marissa, give us any final thoughts that you may have for our focus on this, listeners. All right, give us some secret Gail or Michael Hyatt trivia. That's what everyone (laughs) wants to know, Marissa. (laughs) Well, you know, um, I don't know if this is really trivia, but my mom... I mean, gosh, it sounds horrible because my dad created this whole thing, right? (laughs) So you would think that like the best students would be all of us. Like we obviously would all use the planner every single day and we're, you know, the experts on goals and all the things. And the truth is, I mean, he created the system, I don't know how many years ago, but we were, we were so, all of us, I think maybe except Megan, were so reluctant to the whole system. It just felt like you know, oh, we've got to, we've got to do this. We should do this. We should create goals. We should be using the system. We should be using the planner. And I think if there was anybody who was the most resistant, it was my mom. And she, she self-admittedly will say this, that she was super reluctant and was like, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) You know, we're kind of similar in that. Like, don't tell me what to do. And that's kind of how it felt. But I think, um, like me, you know, when we, when we both, saw the power of this system and what was possible and that your goals really should be personally exciting to you. They should be personally motivating to you. That it is really amazing. I have an affirmation that um, I listen to every morning that I recorded and it's kind of like the vision for my life. And one of the things that I say to myself in that is that I am creating the future that I want by the choices that I make today. And that is like the epitome of this whole thing. If you're looking at your goals on a daily basis and you're asking yourself, what can I do today to move towards those goals? You're literally creating your future. Hmm. 
And so I just want to encourage everybody, 2020 was a heck of a year. It was so hard, but this is a new year. You know, you you get to take back that control. And um, one of the best ways you can do that is by using the gold detail pages in your full focus planner. New year, new planner. Oh, boom. Yeah, I'm fired up. And special thanks to Marissa Hyatt, a director of marketing for the Full Focus brand. It was great to have you on the episode today. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends. Remember to use the hashtag focus on this podcast. And we'll be here next week with another great episode. Marissa, this is the part we all say. We all all say stay focused. Okay. So until then, stay stay focused. focused. Thanks, guys. This episode of Focus on This was brought to you by our Full Focus Planner annual subscription. Get a year's supply of Full Focus Planners to power a year of achievement at fullfocusplanner.com.